a lot of times when we are provided with opportunities to think fast, we think about test. God is testing me. He's going to see if I'm going to do the right thing. And he's going to make sure that I know that I am being tested. I am being provided to make a better decision. Let me tell you, that's not how our father thinks. Because you have to know God and stay in that place of being aware of who God is, just as I do, by knowing that God sees the end down to the beginning. So if God provided opportunities for me, for him to see where I am, that means he don't know who he is. You understand? And that's a lie. See, God already know where I am. He provides the opportunities for me to see where I am. For me to see where I am because he wants our words to come in alignment with our deeds. Because he doesn't want us to just give lip service. He wants us to be a demonstrator. So in order for us to be taught how to become one, we have to see where we are spiritually when it comes to an area of maturity. See, many of the times we use words and we misuse them just to get off and release some steam on how we feel on the inside because of self-esteem. Hallelujah. Listen to this very quickly. There's a difference between being transparent and transparency is just me being relational to you. Transparency is me saying we both have an enemy. We all have an enemy. We all are three-part being. I know what it's like to be hungry and wait on God to feed me. I know what it's like to believe God to pay my mortgage. <laughs> me too, honey. I know what it's like to believe God for marriage. <laughs> Don't we all <laughs> who's single right now? We can be relational when we relate the truth. See, when I try to relate a lie, that's not being transparent. That's just being downright rude. See, there's a difference when I'm relating to you from God's point of view, 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 which is the attributes of God, which is fruit and not being fruitless to try to be rude and sarcastic and malicious and speaking in between lines right towards you and say, is it okay if I do? No, that's being just rude. And many of us say, yeah, it's okay. You can say what you feel. You can say what people really don't want to say. The thing is, it's not that people don't want to say. It's things that people shouldn't say. That shouldn't even be a want to say. Because that's not how God even speak. Not even how God even think if we coming from that direction. See, when it comes to giving a word, Christ always given a word with purpose, not from personality. See, if I see something in the room that I don't personally like, that's not for me to call it out and let that be the topic of discussion. That would not be me being used by Holy Spirit at all. Because God builds, he doesn't tear down. Do you understand? So every messenger who gives a message, no matter how you give it, dance, song, cook, do hair, logo, drawer, fly in the plane even, be a spokesperson for Nike even, it doesn't even matter. A rapper, doesn't matter. If you're giving it from personality, don't say it's from God. That goes for every single one of us. If it's coming from your personal opinion, your personal preference, then let's just say that. We can't say, oh, this is God saying, but it's coming from me. That's how I feel because God don't feel the way how the flesh feels. God don't even see anything according to our flesh. God doesn't call people out 
No, he called you up to come out. So we can't do that. And if we be unkind, we're going to reap what comes with the curses and not with the blessings. Because if I mistreat you, if I deny you the love of God, if I deny you the patience of God, if I deny you self-control, which come from God because he's in control, if I deny you generosity, if I deny you goodness of God, if I deny you the faith of God, being faithful unto you regarding being loving to you, if I deny the peace towards you, the peace that's within you, if I deny you of you, then God is going to release what he said that's going to happen when I do do those things and that is a curse I'm going to go through it if I be mean to you I'm going to go through it if I talk about you I'm going to go through it and the thing is it's not just me going to go through it but everything that was seeming to prosper is going to begin to crumble down and not the people who's in position because they don't go through anything but God's goodness because they're standing strong. No, they're not going to go through what you're causing them to go through because of what you're causing. No, it doesn't work like that. You're not going to fall because I fell. That's not going to happen. Period. Because we have whatever we say. Now people say over us. Thank God for that. Hallelujah. So what God is saying that things that appearing to be gracious unto you from God and things are going good because we're talking good, thinking good, and we're knowing our characteristics of God are good. And we just walking in God's goodness, receiving God's goodness and everything around us with our name on it. And people that we know that we know that we know are being affected by it too because of God's goodness. And when I start doing things negative, speaking negative, being malicious, being nasty, being unkind, then it's going to seem like those things are being pulled away from me so they can continue to prosper. But I'm not because now I'm reaping from a different reality. And that is from the reality of curses. Do you understand? But if I be kind, if I love on you, I see a star. And if I be kind to you and love on you, I'm going to reap blessing. So the power of life and death is in my tongue. And what I think, it come out my mouth. Because what I think, it's in my heart. And out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So none of us are supposed to speak about how we personally feel, which we shouldn't feel at all, to anyone. If any of you are being challenged with fornication, and I know that, and I get in front of everybody, or I get in front of just you even by yourself on a job, at home, in a car, in ministry, it doesn't matter where I am. In the White House, breaking news. And I say, that is so nasty to be a fornicator or even think about it. What is that going to do for you? And where is that going to put you regarding your confidence? You're going to go back in your shell. You're going to go back in your, you know, self that's going to shut down and start to shut up. And God want you to open up so you can speak up. Many of us are tormenting people. Many of us are bullying people with the word of God that cannot even be bullied. I can't tell you how I personally feel because you have a personal relationship and he tell you how he feel personally. So who am I to say what he never told me to say to you? Have you ever heard a prophecy being given? Don't wear those clothes. I mean the new covenant. Did any disciple ever say, don't eat that type of food? 
Don't even, you know, sing like that, cook like that, dress like that. Why your voice like that? Did anyone ever give a message like that about how they personally feel? No, they said out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And Christ said, it's not what goes in. It's what comes out. Did Christ go to that woman that was caught in the act? That means she was caught in that bed on the bottom or on top. Doesn't matter. Bent around, bent over. Doesn't matter. She was caught. But she was the one to be executed, not the man. Hmm. Why did they spare him? And what that reason was? Is why Christ showed up on her behalf. Because they spared him and tried to execute her. That's just like me committing a crime and someone find out and they want to tell on me. Oh, you can't tell because I'm going to go down. I'm going to lose everything. So you got to die. And that was going to happen to her. Because usually when we have these affairs, many of us fall into that trap so deep that we like, you know what? I want you to myself now. First, it was okay to share. Now, I want you all. But you can't have me because I belong to somebody else. So if I can't have you, no one going to have you. If I see two men holding hands, coming in my church or coming in my home or coming on my job or coming in a restaurant while I'm in there eating. Who am I to say what you're doing is wrong? Did God say, say that to them? Or did God say, feed my sheep? Did God tell Christ? Cause Christ said, only say what my father tell me to say. He said, say, and he said, and what he said, he seen, and that's what he's seeing right now for us who are feeding the sheep. And he said, my sheep know my voice. That means you don't have to talk. Let me do it. Because sometimes we keep talking out of personality and it's hurting people's feelings. And we ask it, is it okay if I can pretty much say what's quote unquote real? But really say, can I say quote unquote what is really unkind? Can I say quote unquote what can really, you know, cut you? Can I quote unquote say what can actually condemn you? What can actually convict you? What can actually have you to scream and shout out it hurts really bad? Or get up and walk away from me? Get up and walk away from God? Stop serving God? Stop believing in God? Stop smiling, stop praising, stop worshiping, stop moving forward, stop being in a box, stop not living with limits, having people to go back into that secret place that is not even a secret, and that's inside of a box, I don't want to talk anymore, because someone said I talk too much, so I'm going to be quiet, I'm not going to hug nobody no more, I'm not going to speak to nobody no more, they said my breath stink. Don't get close with stinky breath. I'm not even going to believe God for a mate no more. Because many saying you have to have this, do this, do that, do that, do that in order to get what God said belongs to you freely. So I, I think I'm just out of that equation. So I'm just going to go back to where I came from, which is actually nowhere. When you consider it to be a bed made up in hell. Many of us are bullies with our mouths and we're nasty and we're rude 
and people feelings are being hurt. And I'm going to tell the truth and shame every demon that's trying to tell you it's okay to when it's not because God never said to. That's your personality that's trying to preach. And not God's Holy Spirit using you to teach. Yeah, I can relate to you by saying people could get on my nerves, but why would they if I'm exercising fruit? How can I be impatient when patient is a fruit? Mm-hmm. How can I deny you? And God says, be faithful and generous unto you. How can I tell you you can't afford that? How can I tell you that you in debt? How can I tell you that you're wrong? How can I tell you that you're a sinner? How can I assume? The Holy Spirit don't assume. Holy Spirit is the knowledge of God. The spirit of truth. And God said many people suffer because of what? A lack of truth. Which is the knowledge of him. This word for all of us. Sometimes we got people coming in our heads that God will show. And we just start talking about the things that God show us. But that's us being found untrustworthy. That's what an intercessor does. Will God show you? Can he trust you to go to him about it? And not go to every Tom, Dick, and Harry? Connie, if God show you that this man cheat, would you tell or would you go to God about him no longer doing that? See, when people are being called out in any type of audience, it doesn't matter. A job, anytime when people are around, that's an audience. In a grocery store, that's an audience. The drive through, that's an audience. The gas station, that's an audience. People there. Everywhere there's people, there's an audience. And who am I? Who are you? Who are any of us? To speak from personality and say it's coming from God. No, it's not. It's coming from flesh. It's causing people to turn away and say, my feelings were hurt. Let me go somewhere else. If I'm a person who's struggling with thinking that I'm too fat and I'm bulimic, quote unquote, and I throw up everything that I eat because I think I'm so big. But in the mirror, you guys can see my bones. But in the mirror, my mind is telling me I'm too fat. And what would that be if I come out and say, and you guys got to be making yourselves throw up. You got to stop that. That's not godly. What would that put me? See, I can't tell you to be on meat. He didn't tell me that. He just said, feed my sheep. I don't think about milk. I don't think about meat. I think about bread and I think about blood, which is his body, the bread, and his blood, which is his blood. I think about communion when I think of you. If God went around and really went around and given his judgment, a lot of us would be doomed because we do everything else but one thing, that is love. Love is patient. Mm, we like that, many of us. And God said love is kind. Mm. 
So love is kind and love is patient. And all that I do and say with all of you every day, every way, daily, it has to be kind. And many of us wondering, how come I'm not receiving my breakthrough? Then I've been waiting. How come things not happening good for me? How come I'm stressed? How come I'm upset? Try being kind. Many of us lie on other people so much just to have ourselves look good. That's not kind. God said what you do to them, you do to me. He said, to honor me is to honor me and love me with your whole heart and love your neighbors as yourself. Without that, we don't do nothing because we don't have nothing to do unto God if we can't follow those commandments, those instructions. Many of us side talk people with messages. Many of us too afraid to go to somebody and see how we feel, but behind a mic or behind a camera or behind a selling device or behind a crowd, we have so many negative, malicious things to say. And we wonder why we going through it. Yeah, we want to keep lying and being unkind. I'm going to go through the cycles of discipline. I'm going to lose some things. Like I'm going to lose respect. I'm going to lose, you understand, peace. I'm going to lose sleep at night. I'm going to lose every good thing. And it's going to be replaced with bad things because I'm operating from a bad place. I can't operate from Satan's world and reality and reap God's benefits. That's not going to ever happen to any of us. So stop thinking that. You treat people good, you receive good. The world say, how come bad things happen to good people? No, it doesn't. That's just trouble on every side. But yet, I'm not forsaken, so nothing bad is even on me. Because God said, guard your heart. Because out of it are the issues of life. That means if it's in me, then my heart went unguarded. It went unguarded. Sometimes you have to go to God just to pray for more patience regarding people. I give you my testimony. Someone told me, you got this wrong. No, I got this right. I don't know where you got your resource from. That's wrong. No, I got it from the syllabus and the manual. It's right. It's right. I don't, it's, I'm telling you, it's wrong, Okay. Well, I got it from the manual, which you provided for me. I'll just take better notes next time. I'm going to pay close attention to everything you say next time. And by the way, the last lesson was incredible. Thank you. Was that me being smart? No, because sometimes we try to be smart being nice at the same time. Oh, thank you so much. What hate in your heart. Giving people seed with anger in our mind. I'm just doing this because it's a good deed. But we're not going to get nothing from that. Doing it for nothing, God said. Hallelujah. See, I'm not used to tell you all what not to do. That's not what I'm called to do. That's not even anointing. <laughs> it's to expose the lies of the enemy that's around us. So you're going to feel better being around me as I feel better being around you. Every five fold is inside of me. It's also inside of you. You just have to learn how to work it. 
Apostleship is building churches. And God says, we are the church. That's just building people. Going around building people up. Planting people where they need to be planted. So you're going to hear me talking a lot about staying where you are. Don't move. Don't be bothered. It's okay. You're going to hear me being motivational a lot when it comes to staying planted so you can flourish. And bearing fruit because you connected to the vine. You know, prophets, when it comes to prophesying, nothing but messages from God. Good and bad. That's not really something to really, you know, do a hop and skip for. Because you hear, see, and encounter God's heart concerning his children. And a lot of times it's sad. But he's not sad. He's satisfied. But I got to learn how to not be sad as well. Because some things that he say is the truth. And it applied to me as you too. When it comes to teaching, you know, teach. That means childlike understanding. I'm not getting smart with you. My words may come to you like A and B. Or one plus one equals two. But you definitely understand. So you can't say you didn't get it. That's teaching. That you understand. Teaching is not just giving theology. Because I can give that and you don't understand. I can give it and don't even live it. Because I don't even understand who I am. Mm-hmm. Pastoring is just being, you understand, nurturing to people to keep them as one body. It's not always the physical side of pastoring. I get a church. I get congregation. You know, people in the congregation, you know, and I'm the shepherd of the house. Yes, that's the physical side. But the spiritual side is being nurturing. Being nurturing. Allowing God to use me to meet all of you where you are. That's why I can give a message that will bless everybody in the room. Because it met all of you where you are. Evangelizing, that's just traveling, going wherever God sent you to preach the good news. And we have armor for that, and it's called the feet shot, the preparation of the gospel of peace. And not just that either, it's also the word that God says, wherever your feet go, it shall too prosper. Bless other feet who travels and preach the good news. That's evangelism. So when I released that word to this person about the, you know, the grade I got, I was like, no, I got that one right. That was marked wrong. Can you go check? Because I, I got it from the notes from the syllabus and the manual that's provided online that you given me on the site. And she said, and I said, you did a great job giving a test. Because sometimes people try to show other people off. Like, because you in a position to teach me, and I may know a little bit more. I may try to act like I can teach you. No, we're not doing that. If God sit me in a seat to look out, to look up and look at you, to receive from you, to impart in me, I'm going to honor you and serve you while you're doing that amongst me. I'm not a know-it-all. I'd rather learn than teach. I'd rather follow than lead. I'd rather listen than speak. I'd rather sow than receive. And she said, hey, 
I apologize. You're right. You did get that right. See, God teaches us how to slow down. And why he say slow down? So we can gather our thoughts. See, the gifts of the Spirit are for all of us to inherit. He said to one was given, to one was given, to another one was given. Another, another, another. And if Christ in us, is Christ without any gift? Is Christ without any fruit? Is Christ without any fold in the ministry? So if he doing all the work, you are operating all of them because people are going to need a prophecy that can come from you. You might be the only one dead around. Working of a miracle, diverse tongues, tongues interpretation may come from you. You may do them all at once. We have to stop having people thinking, oh, I'm just so powerful, so I'm the one got it. And you, you know, you look at me high and mighty because you see me doing it. You're right. Please. Please. We didn't justify. You know what that means? We didn't do it on our own. God took up for us. That's what that means. We caused and he brought forth a great prediction. That's why it's called preordained. Because it was already predicted. That we will always win. If we move too fast, how can we think fast? If we move too fast, how can we know the word and release that and apply that fast. And when I mean fast, I'm not talking about the area of speed. I'm talking about the area of need. So we won't operate in a way we should not. What we need not. Everything from God is afforded unto all of us. Stop putting people on pedestals. Stop. Yes, it's good to honor. Yes, it's good to respect. But don't see anyone higher than you. Then where would that put you in alignment with God? Where would that put you also seated with Christ? Are you sitting below? Because you can't sit at his right hand. There's a scripture in the word for that. A mother sent her two sons to ask. Ask him, can you sit on his right hand side? It's not mine to give. You know why? Because you're supposed to sit where I sit. That's why I came. I didn't come for you to sit beneath you. I came so you could sit where you belong. Where I sit. I said, I'm king of kings. You a king. I'm Lord of lords. You also a Lord. All that picking and choosing. If you notice, all the things that look like it was so powerful and high and mighty on a pedestal, don't look like it's crumbling down now. Why? Why? Because our heads swelled. That's why. God will unswell our heads so fast. He will pop that big head so fast. We think that we doing something because everybody stand up and applause. Bravo, bravo, encore. To who? Me or Christ? Also, woman giving a word, and I really receive people be on Facebook and all kinds of places and give something for free, and they charge for it. Someone said to me, I can't even look at you right now, Q. Without even telling me that. Turned all the way around because I was sitting behind. 
You know why they couldn't face me? Because they felt guilty. No one gonna make it seem to me as if I'm doing it wrong. No, I'm doing it right. See, if I make, I was asked to make a vision board. And on the vision, I just put God's word and pictures with it. I got two pair of shoes and put the scripture, stepping out on faith. I got a clock and I said, in God's timing. You didn't put a house down. You didn't put a business down. You didn't put money down. You didn't put marriage down. You didn't put a company. You didn't put everything that actually will perish away down. And I'm not. Why? Because God don't come to me about that. He come to me about a vision that is forever done it doesn't stop in the past doesn't stop in the present it doesn't stop in the future it's foreverly done that means it always is yes it's good to put down what God said but if I put a year down and I put 2024 and I put marriage and I put a picture of a husband and wife at an altar if I put you know a rose voice or if I put a mansion if I put babies if I put money if I put a business I'm putting things down strategically I'm putting things down physically and God didn't say those things that will happen in that year for me prophetically. So what am I saying? That's me talking for him regarding what I'm supposed to be walking in for real. So is this what God is saying or is it what I want God to do when it comes to any vision board or a set of goals on paper? I can only put down what he say to me this year. And that's why many say, I'm getting married this year. No, you're not. Because it showed that you didn't. You're still single. For us who said that. I'm going to move in my big house this year. It's not in it yet. Why? Because he didn't give you that specific date. Yeah, he giving you the vision of having a house emerge. But if he didn't give you the exact date, you can't provide one. You can't provide for the provider. That's not a provision. A provision is receiving God's provision, his decision, his level of his thinking and speaking concerning you before you were here on paper. So what is your vision board? What is a vision board? A vision board is not me predicting what I want God to do. That's why a lot of vision boards have things that are temporary. We got Rolexes, business, books, and don't do them. Why? Are we asking God, is this what you want for me right now? Excuse me. You understand? Goals are not what I want. Goals are what he said. That's why a lot of them still on paper. And many of us just threw it away by not even looking at it anymore because it didn't happen the time we wanted it to. Hallelujah. No, hallelujah. So.
listen to what he says and put that down only. Remember, if you're not kind, you're unkind. You're unkind, you're going to go through it. Because you're going to reap what comes from the world that releases things that are unkind. You don't want to, I don't want to come far receiving things from God. Everything going so well, feels so good, so alive. Then all of a sudden I start feeling down, depressed, sad, angry because I'm not being kind. Even my thoughts can be unkind towards you. Just because I don't say it doesn't mean that I'm not written and being unkind. I can't give you anything from my personality and say that's from God with purpose. Christ never did that. He told that woman caught in the act, go and sin no more. It doesn't make sense that homosexuals have their own church. Like they're not welcome in the house of God. It doesn't make sense. People say, I'm not coming there because I'm tired of being mistreated. I'm not being ushered in the presence from any usher who's looking at me and telling me to, to get up and sit somewhere. I don't want to sit. I can't even sit. I want, can I sit here, please? I'm not bothering anybody. I didn't come to get dirty looks. When I already know that I'm living a dirty lifestyle. I'm not coming to be stoned. I'm coming to step on stones. Let me say this to you guys. When you hear a word from somebody preaching and it doesn't apply to you, but it's similar to what you do, don't stop what you're doing. Because many of us misinterpret what a person is saying and we, we shadow away and we shut down. This awesome elder woman was talking about, don't brag about your fasting during this time. Don't be on social media posting up all kinds of recipes to show forth what you're doing and just saying what you're doing unto God. That's for people who are walking in that pharisaical, you know, demonically characteristic. And that is a sense of bragging. Self, you know, exhaustion. Being self-centered. She didn't mean not to post up the great recipes that God placed in you to release so we can see. It was for those who just want to be seen and heard and brag about them. Just, oh, I'm so doing this and I'm so doing that. Everyone look at me. That's what Holy Spirit was saying. I felt that many people drew away. Okay, I'm not going to post this. I'm not going to do this. Because I wanted to be seen like I'm the one she's talking about or he's talking about. Don't you dare. If that's not you, then you keep doing what you do. I'm not on social media asking for money. Like some people are. Just to pray. If you're starting your business, my business is not that I take credit for what God doing in you and saying I'm the one responsible mm, and then charge you. Mm, that's definitely crumbling down. I prophesy right now. 
I wish I would go through the steps that it take to see it through and someone want to take credit for what God used me to do. Yeah, right. You better go through your own journey with God alone and post that. Sow a seed in your life regarding that. Don't want me to sow no seed regarding what I'm doing in your life. That's not going to happen. Period. I don't care about no volume in nobody's voice. I don't care how balled up your face can be. If you don't have love, you don't have nothing. I'd rather sit in the back with people who don't even say anything. Those are the ones who's coming out. You're going to see more people come and join you. Like I said, I prophesied that two weeks ago. Isn't it not happening? People are joining what you do. And that's God just promoting you. Because the people that's coming is just as good as you. It's not people trying to show you off or people coming to take you your spot. or No, it's just God taking you up higher and placing them where you were. It's called realm upon realm, line upon line, precept upon precept. That's what it's called. Blessing. See, it's important to watch what we say to people. I should never come out and say, is it okay if I, that may, if I'm asking, then maybe I shouldn't. Christ never said that, did he? Is it okay if I can tell you guys what I really see you guys do? No, he just asked the disciples, do you wish to go with them too? He never said, you know what? Is it okay if I say y'all look like them? Y'all look like y'all doubting me just like they are? Look at your faces. Look, Peter, look at you. No, he didn't. He never said that. You know why God used Luke and used John, not, not John, Mark, thank you, Father. Mark name is John, but not that John, the beloved John that we talk about as a disciple. I don't want to confuse you. There are more than one John in the Bible. We all know that. But there are two Johns in a book, but one, he just used the name that people call him Mark. Like people call me Quenisha, but you guys call me Q for short. And it's amazing how God used Mark and Luke to write a book about Christ and they wasn't there at that time because God is showing you that he's still the same no matter what day and time. Look how detailed Luke book is. Look how detailed Mark book is. And they wasn't even there because God given them a revelation for them to write the book. Isn't that amazing? You write and guess, and look how God show how much, you know, their prophecies are on point because it match exactly what Matthew, John said in the first books. What John and Matthew said is same exact type of, you know, storyline that Luke and Mark also provided and they weren't even there. How you know about the third day? How you know about the Passover? In detail like that, Luke 
a companion of Paul, Mark, a companion of Barnabas, and all of you are good friends of Paul. Mm. Paul was used to persecute Jews. He got a thrill seeing Stephen, and we say Stephen, you know, stoned to death. They were going to spare Stephen because those who were in office, when they brought Stephen to them, Stephen had such a gracious and merciful appearance that would have people to melt like, oh, you just look so delicate. How can we ever hurt you? That's how Stephen looked. And people felt that from him, the graciousness of God, the compassion of God. And they were like, you just feel so good. You just look so innocent. That's like somebody robbing a bank. That's like Steve Urkel robbing a bank. You know, what's that man name back in the day? Pee Wee. That's like Pee Wee Herman going on a killing spree. You just look so, are those good examples? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you understand? Mother Teresa, how about that? Okay. <laughs> Mother Teresa, you know, on a pole. Yeah, right. And you just look so, you don't even look right. I don't even want to be here. I'm scared. You understand? And that's how God said, Cornisha, Mother Teresa, though. Father, come on, come on. I had to give him something <laughs> on a pole, though. Father, come on, please. <laughs> I'm just passing, just teasing. But um, they looked at stuff and Stephen like that. And Stephen, you know, was saying good words of God and they were receiving it. But then Stephen said a message. He given him a warning and that's what had them to stone him. They stoned him because the warning they got, they were pissed because people don't want to be warned. People don't want to be told for those who are immature what to do. And I'm talking about according to those 66 books, not anything personal. So Stephen began to reminisce. God is the one, the, remember the one who you all denied and he still came through and blessed his children to come out on top in Egypt. Remember God is the one who caused the famine in the land because you guys didn't listen. The same God who he started saying what God did to those who didn't listen. And they were the ones who he was referring to. And they got pissed, stoned him. Yeah, he ain't cute no more. Yeah, that cute went out the window. Let's stone this man. And Paul looked as young as he is. I mean, as he was at the time. And he looked at him and he got a thrill out of it. He felt like, ooh, I want to do that. And God used Paul. After all those persecutions he have done, do you know Paul is the only one in a new covenant that have written that many churches, period. Look at the New Testament. Look at the books in the New Testament. You know where Paul was. First Thessalonians, second. You understand? Colossians, Corinthians. Look how many chapters in each book. Some got 20-something, some 30-something chapters. Do you know how many pages they had to be for one chapter? Some books got over 20-something chapters, and one chapter can have, you understand, 
about 50 verses. Do you know how many pages 50 verses can be on paper? He didn't have no pen. He didn't have no pencil like we have today. Do you know how much writing had to be for him? On a script and a scroll. And he did it. In prison. What you do to somebody is going to come back to you. Do you understand? Paul was in prison because of persecution. Because he put people in prison as a persecutor. Forgiven, but God's word is what you sow, you're going to reap. And what you do unto others, it's going to come back on you. You better hear that. But he still have you to come out on top of the thing. So, if I have someone come around me and I mistreat them, God going to have me to be invited to someone else's function, which they going to mistreat me. And I'm going to see exactly how that person felt. Just like they did Moses. Just like they did Joseph. They betrayed Joseph, and Joseph betrayed them by lying about his identity because he hid it from them. He put them through a lot of crap because they put him through a lot of crap. It's not tick for tack. Sometimes God just have things to be clearly seen so you can know what he means when he says, Treat people as you ought to be treated. I'll give you my testimony. I walked away from someone for all the reasons I had, but still I walked away. And God kept saying, go back for seven plus years every day, all day. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And for the past three years, I have felt was probably more than seven years in a matter of three years and one crash course because I didn't have the opportunity to receive what I wanted because what I was supposed to want I did not at the time so I had to go through what is it like to feel rejection feel denial when you still are accepted and still in blessing, it still work out for your good, but your healing process is going to be a reverse. That's what the healing comes from, the reverse. You're seeing what it feels like. See, if I treated you like a crackhead because you are a crackhead, now I may not be no crackhead, but my healing process is going to feel what you felt because I treated you like one. See, I felt denial. I felt rejection. I felt heavy hearted. I felt impatient. I felt like I was being tortured. 
because of denial, which I'm not even denied, but the healing is reversed because it's called restored. Restored back is not a reverse. Restored back means in its original state. And you know what? Actually, a turnaround is reversed. <laughs> it's reversed. But reverse doesn't mean rewind. Ooh, thank you, Father. Rewind means you got to go back. No, God give you a brand new start. But it been turned around for your good. But the healing process is you going to go through that process of what happened for it to turn around. And why did it have to have to turn back around that you did something for it to be turned in the wrong direction. So you're going to feel that in the process because you made a bad move. You did something wrong, thinking wrong, hearing wrong, moving wrong. So now you're knowing right, hearing right, seeing right. Now you're going through that process. And it's called a reverse. A reverse of the curse. Because you're now walking in a blessing. And I felt it. He wasn't rejecting me. But I felt, because he couldn't say anything or do anything physically, I felt rejected. Because no one could talk to me about it. I didn't feel accepted. And that's all the things that he felt coming from me. I felt denied. I felt everything that was a lie. You understand? And what hurted me so bad is that I didn't do it intentionally. So when I realized what I have done and caused, it really hurted me that I didn't even want to be here anymore. Because that guilt, that shame was taking over me. To have someone be so good to you when you did something so bad, so wrong, even if it's unintentionally, you know, unintentionally or intentionally, it doesn't matter. It still was wrong. And to see you be so good and so kind and see for who you are, I felt so bad. I'm sorry, I felt. I didn't mean to do that. I really didn't mean to do that. And I felt that for a long time. In three years. (laughs) How do you think Joseph Brothers felt? We're sorry, we didn't mean it. They had to feel that betrayal because it was reversed back on them because of what they caused him. It still worked out for your good because you're in the will of God, but you're going to know what that felt like. Everybody who mistreated you, they're going to know what that felt like. And many are feeling it right now. Many talked about your money. They know what it feel like because now they're receiving a decrease in theirs. Ooh, you better hear that. Talked about the way you think. Now they can't even think straight. The Holy Spirit is speaking on your behalf regarding how you're thinking. So Holy Spirit is releasing a grace of intelligence on you. People thought they looked better than you, shaped better than you, have low self-esteem right now. You better hear People who denied you, you had ideas they didn't want to give to you, denying you, thinking they're better, they cry out right now. You better hear it, because I was too. I went through mine. It's called chastisement, and chastisement don't feel good, because he chastised those he loved. It hurt it. 
that mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, it hurts. Chastisement hurts. It's not supposed to feel good. Everybody, even Moses was chastised. You can't cross over, but you can lead them there. Ooh, I can see it, but I can't go. Darn. Because you disobeyed. You think God didn't know he was going to do that? God created Moses not to go over because he knew before Moses was here, he wouldn't go over. <laughs> you understand? But Moses didn't know that. Joseph didn't know that his brother was going to betray him. I didn't know denying this man was going to have me feeling denied myself because God had him quiet and I can't even hear what he has to say. Or even say that you agree with what I'm doing. All oh, this is faith. Come on, someone. This is all faith. Because I'm in a will. Everything that was done to me, disrespectfully, every single one of your healing process is going to be a reverse. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel bad. I'm sorry, Q. I didn't mean to do that. Oh, my gosh. See, when the truth be exposed, it sets us free. And we don't know how bound we are, the word saying, until we become free. So we're going to see how we were acting while we were walking, being bound. And we're going to see how bad we were, how evil we were, how disrespectful we were to a person who didn't deserve that. And even if a person was angry and rude back at you, they still don't deserve us being who we're not. Now to be both of the same mind, I felt it. It didn't feel good. And it taught me how to be on this man like white on rice. I ain't lying. I'm trying to tell you, man. I kiss your feet. I'm so pressed. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. I don't care. So, see how God did it? Turned it around. I went from lack of honor to honor. To honor, man. Honor, man. <laughs> I honor. And I don't take you for granted. I don't take advantage. It's like, mm, it's like that. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Now, it's not going overboard. You understand? We ain't doing all that fanning you with no large feather. You understand? And you got no whistles on it every three minutes. You understand? But it's definitely honor present. I would never take you for granted. I would never deny you. I'm just, I am so, I'm pressing because I'm pressed. <laughs> to encounter what God said belong to me. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I don't take it for granted. No, and I never will. I don't play with you in that type of way, negatively. Not playing with your mind, your your emotions. I'm not playing no games. No. And God had me to create, you know, good games, not playing bad games. We're going to play a lot of great games together. Yeah. See how God turned things around his way. I'm telling you, you better, you better, you better just go through the chastisement and get it over with. Because we out here knowing what we're doing to people. And just, it's not like saying, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get my spanking. God don't spank us. It's just that the love is so good that it convict us and it have us to feel, you know, convicted to be converted. Not ashamed, but convicted to be converted. Conviction is, I was wrong. That was not good. Oh, God, Father, forgive me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, y'all forgive me. That's conviction. And the conversion is, I'm forgiven. It's over. I walk in anew. I'm, you know, I forgive myself. That's conversion. It's not, I'm just wrong. I'm just bad. No, that's condemnation. And I was doing that to myself a lot. Yeah. Not anymore. No. God showed me dollar signs. Thank you. <laughs> he showed me dollar signs reverse. Ah, I just got that. Because you used to show me a dollar sign backwards. I'm like, why is the S backwards? Mm, reverse. <laughs> Thank you. Everything that I passed up. 
I passed up a lot of money. Yeah, I did. I passed up a lot of things. A lot of vehicles, a lot of homes. Mm -mm -mm. A lot of countries to go to. I passed up a lot, y'all. And God said it's brought back to you. Thank you. Same goes for you. Chastisement is not God punishing you. It's that you seeing the truth regarding the lie that you thought was true. And you seeing it for the first time. For the first time, your eyes are being opened. Ears are hearing how it's supposed to hear. You can imagine, I think out of everybody's chastisement, I think Paul's was the worst that he had to feel. Because he was known for hurting people who did good things for Christ. And that's the one you give your life to. And it's like, oh, I'm so sorry. But he ended up in jail, but still powerful and still preaching. More than he was when he wasn't in jail. That was his healing process. Knowing what it is to be persecuted because he did the persecution. And mine was knowing what it is to not be rejected and to accept and not take, thank you God, not rejection is acceptance. To accept what God said. So I had to go through all of that to accept. And it looked like it was to be re everything that was rejecting me because I was accepting. And it's not that. It's just that I was doing all the rejecting when I was supposed to accept. See, it reversed. Yeah, I get it, Father. Do that mean I can have him now since I got it? Oh, God. <laughs> Do that mean since I got it, I can have him now? <laughs> I got it. Yeah, I got it. I got it today. It's like I got a sticker. You know them little yellow stickers with a smiley face? Like, I got it. It's like you got a revelation. Like, wow. Like, I'm a step closer because I received that. Wow. Do that mean today? <laughs> Father, I'm just kidding. But I'm not kidding. No, no. No. I just want to enjoy being with him. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to me give my testimonies. I'll be. I'll start it off. Sometimes people ask things and we just be quiet around the room. No, I started off. I started off. I started off, Holy Spirit, setting the fire. There's a song, set a fire down in my soul. Well, I can't contain and I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more of you, God. Set a fire down in my soul. That I can't contain, I can't control. I always try to change the song. <laughs> Can't control. <laughs> I want more of you, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I want more of you, God. One song used to help me, guys. I'm going to give it to you. It was by Diedrich Haddock. He's definitely a hit artist. Thank God. It reminds me of a gospel R. Kelly. With a sense of writing music. <laughs> but what I mean by that is this song used to get me when I used to live in the world and doing the worldly ways. It was all my life. You have always been there. Please don't leave me now. This bird is talking. Guys, please excuse. I got to say something. All right, here go this bird, y'all. <laughs> Hey, good morning. Hi. <laughs> good morning. 
You just getting up at seven oh seven. You used to get up at six. <sighs> okay, have a good day. Okay. Hi. Someone else just got up and wanna talk? Hi. Hi guys. <sighs> God. There's a powerful anointing happening right now. Okay, bye bye. It's cold. Bye. See you guys. Ooh. My God. I felt, I just felt like Adam. Yeah. I, that's how he fellowship with, you know, every living thing. He was the one to fellowship with them. He named them. He communed with them. You can imagine every animal around him all day. Those in the water, he, you know, he had to go near the water and talk to them. Fellowship with them. How can he name a whale when he don't even see it? To name it. He had to see them. You know, um, this bird is not. I said good morning. Oh, guys. Please excuse this. I know. I know. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. Okay. You guys are amazing. Yeah. God said, Quenisha, tigers are very playful. Yeah. I'll find out in the kingdom. <laughs> I'm trying to. <laughs> Father, come on with that. <laughs> Father, come on with that. I am not getting no pet lion. You can't even have that here. Yet. Wow. <laughs> God say animals gonna be attracted to you. Father, I don't know about that one. No. Wow. I'll never forget. I'm going to tell you guys something. Remember back in the day, they used to have the animal crackers, the animal cookies. Weren't they good? They came in that little animal box. I never really wanted to eat mine because they were animals. <laughs> I wanted to play with them instead. Like, I would get the giraffe and put it with the elephant. Like, dun, dun, dun. hi, hi, hi. Like, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. But I was a kid, though. I wasn't no, I wasn't no adult. You understand? <laughs> I was a kid, but God said something to me and just did something. The animals. I don't know what you want to do with that, but I know God kept giving me the name Zoo for two years. And I'm like, okay, I just pray over the animals. I don't know. He just showed me Zoo. And every time I see the, the name Zoo, I just, you know, the word zoo, excuse me, I just pray over the animals. I don't know what he wants to do with that. He might just shut all of them down, y'all, because they are being shut down one by one now. They sending animals back to where they originally from. Them pandas wasn't, they were born here in America in a zoo, but way back they were taken from, you know, China. They were sold, but God brought those two animals back and they never even been there. And they imagine that. 
they probably thinking about where they were all this time in the zoo, caged up. They happy to be free and in their habitat, but they have a memory too. We were, we all we know is being at that zoo. You know, um, my God, this man grew up. He, he grew up. No, no, he didn't grow up. You know, he had lions as cubs, and the lions grew up as his pets, and they play with him so much. Those big old rough animals just laughing and hugging him. That's on him. You know what I'm saying? I ain't doing that. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, what's my time for now? I don't know what I was saying before the bird made the noise and started all this <laughs> animal kingdom stuff. But um, just receive what God is doing. You know, um, receive what he's doing. He's moving. Hallelujah. You know, just know that he knows what he's doing. I love you. I thank God Thank you. Greater is he who's in us than he's in the world. Mwah.